a playlist original. Hello and welcome to episode six of Spotlight, a show where I speak to some of South Africa's biggest creators. And today I am joined by the incredibly talented Mia, also known as OMG, someone actually on all of her socials. And she is a cosplayer. And for those of you who are not familiar with cosplay, it's a form of art where you dress up and sometimes role play as a character from from a movie, a um, comic book, anime, even a game. And um, sometimes it's a job, sometimes it's a hobby, sometimes for entertainment, but it's something that absolutely anyone and everyone can participate in and enjoy. Welcome, Nia, and how are you doing today? Hello, I am doing very good. And yourself? <laughs> that is good. I'm doing well. It's just incredibly hot today i'm based in Klebeka and i'm melting <laughs> melting with the makeup and by the way i absolutely love the look that you have on today can you just tell us about it it's so cute so this is Belle from the new movie Belle the Dragon and the Freckled Princess for those of you who have not seen it it's a gorgeous movie not only visually but the story and the music everything is just so i would if you if you don't know it i would highly suggest you go watch it <laughs> i would also stand by that I recently watched it myself it is a brilliant movie and like Nia said the music and the visuals is just breathtaking um, <laughs> so I guess I'm just going to jump straight into this little interview and start at the beginning so how long have you been a cosplayer and what actually got you into cosplay okay so I'll start with how I got introduced to cosplay uh I think it was around 2014 when I like first started getting into fandoms uh, and you know then Pinterest was this very big thing and I was like okay let me go find some fan art of this uh, fandom that I'm interested in and I, I think it might have been the Percy Jackson fandom um, and then I like saw this photo and I was like that person is dressed up as one of the characters like is that's that's a thing um, and then I started searching more about this cosplay thing. Uh, and then a year later when I started watching anime and then we got the announcement that FanCon was happening in Cape Town. And I was like, this is very cool. I want to try this cosplay thing. So I went to FanCon and I did my first ever cosplay as Nazi Drag Neil from Fairy Tale. The response and the feeling was overwhelming and I just stuck with cosplay. <laughs> I actually wanted to ask, you know, about that as well. Your first cosplay, so you said it was Natsu from Fairy Tale. Absolutely love Fairy Tale as, as well. It's one of first animes I watched like back in the day. How did you make your cosplay? I, I thought that's an interesting question to ask because I recently kind of got into cosplay myself. I, I didn't do it very frequently. It was only for conventions, but now I've started picking it up more frequently. But I can say like the first cosplay I ever made oh I made it it was very dodge it was very I did some weird things <laughs> you have any interesting stories about your first cosplay or even some of your earlier cosplays yeah. on how you made uh, them so my first like the Natsu cosplay uh we <laughs> went to one of the ladies in our church who makes clothing oh, and yeah. we asked her to make it it was a very scratchy fabric and not very comfy um and I didn't know about wigs at that time so I tried to find a wig at the Chinatown it's a nightmare don't don't do that um <laughs> and I just ended up like spray painting uh my hair pink it was a nightmare to wash out afterwards I would not recommend doing that um but yeah so that was my first ever cosplay but the first one I made 
think was Titania Asuna from SAO. Uh, that one went surprisingly well. The fabric choice was not the best. Uh, it's a pretty see-through cosplay, but <laughs> I still want to redo it at some point and use better fabrics. And also now that I've actually been making cosplays for a while, I feel like I, my experience has grown a lot, so I should be able to make it a lot better. <laughs> Do you do your own sewing now? Um, most of the time, okay. yes. <laughs> if I want to start a new cosplay, I usually look at the character and also the complexity of the cosplay itself. Sometimes it's uh, if you look at the time and the money it's going to cost to make the cosplay and you balance it with actually buying one and potentially altering. Uh, I usually sit like that and think, okay, this one might be better to buy the cosplay and then just make tiny alterations or I would just make the entire cosplay from scratch. So I've recently started buying cosplays. Uh, I do still make them. I actually have a stack behind me that I'm not showing you, which is just a whole bunch of unfinished cosplays. Um, but yeah, so I do still make cosplays, but I have started delving into buying them and just altering. Yeah, me and sewing is is not a thing. So I'm currently also, <laughs> I like opt for the buying where I can, but it can also be a very pricey thing and um, very difficult when you're in South Africa um when it comes to purchasing cosplay related things because you know we don't have any shops you can just go to and you have to order online um and the shipping is oh it hits hard oh. <laughs> um, but uh, can i also ask what type of characters do you like frequently do you know is it like mostly anime like do you do some game characters um, any movies, books, that type of thing? Uh, I feel like I mostly do anime cosplays and that's mostly just because the characters are a lot more recognizable because mm. like not every character with pink hair has this kind of face paint. So uh, in terms of people recognizing the cosplay, it's a lot easier if it's anime characters. Uh, I have done some uh, gaming cosplays with my first one being the Forsworn uh, warrior from Skyrim. Um, I have since retired that cosplay <laughs> because it was not well made. <laughs> um, and I've also recently started cosplaying from Genshin Impact. Uh, other than that, I have done some, like a handful of movie and book cosplays, but once again, those don't really always have visuals with them or it's actors doing it. And then you have to start mimicking the actor and not really the character. So those co cosplays get kind of hard, but it also shows uh, your uh, creativity and stuff. Uh, I just personally haven't <laughs> found those um, the, the most fun. So I mostly settle with anime and anime. game characters. I actually get what you mean when you say, you know, anime and game characters. They have very distinct characteristics and also looks. Um, I never thought about that, but even myself, I'm more drawn towards the anime and the, mm -hmm. the, the game characters. Um, it's strange, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what would you say is kind of a determining character? Like when you see a character, you're like, I want to cosplay this character. What gives you that inspiration, if I could say, that kind of starts off this whole process? So I usually leech onto characters if I uh, feel like I relate to them myself. So either something that they went through or like personality wise. I uh, usually leech onto them <laughs> and then I decide like, okay, I want to cosplay them. And um, 
also like if there's characters that really inspire me i'll also like try and cosplay them because if you can cosplay them and then for that moment you can portray that character so then you are this person that you're aspiring to be and it just gives you a very overwhelming feeling and sometimes you just you just need that you just want to feel powerful sometimes so that's that's also definitely something that i go for so it's usually shy characters because i myself am an introvert <laughs> uh, so i really relate with most of the shy um, characters otherwise there's also a whole bunch of very confident characters who i like i am very inspired by their confidence or what they are able to do so yeah those are usually the two that i go for that's really cool that you kind of you notice the pattern in the type of characters mm. that you pick and that you cosplay into you have yeah. um any preferences do you feel more inclined to do females or more males or yeah there's just so many types of characters do you have like yeah, any type I, of preference that you generally just do more i usually lean towards female characters mostly because uh my experience in the makeup department is not the best and i have a pretty round face so if i were to do a, a male character i probably have to do a lot of contouring which i have no experience in um, i have tried it once or twice but haven't really been as satisfied with the results uh, so i mostly lean towards female characters and uh I apparently never learn because despite having very long hair, I tend to be drawn towards characters with very long hair, which makes it difficult because long wigs are a nightmare to work with, but that's just how it is, it seems. I totally get you. I tend to do blonde-haired characters. I have black hair. <laughs> I can never use my normal hair. And I mean, blonde <laughs> isn't a natural color for me and my skin tone, mm. but here I am always wanting to do blonde characters. <laughs> And actually, one of my also first cosplays, different uh, colored always, always, yeah, always like the funky colors. Then you need to sit and think, oh wait a minute, but then I need to get this wig. Oh, I need to dye this wig, and oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I thought, okay, now let me ask that because I tend to get drawn towards doing male characters, which is something I was surprised about, you know. Um, I don't know why I find it fun. I'm like, it's challenging. You know, everyone just is drawn towards different aspects of a character when they pick who they're going to cosplay. It's always so different from every person, you know. Um, mm. Have you ever been drawn towards a character design more than anything? So let's say you haven't watched a show or played a game, like maybe fully even, but you're like, mm. this is just such an amazing character and have you ever cosplayed a character out of that reason so that happened with me with star guardian jinx and star guardian soraka from league of legends mm. uh, i saw the characters first and saw mm -hmm. people like going on about them and saw the designs and their personalities and i fell in love with both of them uh, i tried out league of legends the game itself once or twice it didn't didn't really suit my suit my fancy but I did a whole bunch of research on the characters themselves before I decided mm. to cosplay them. Um, because like, you know, like you, you love the characters, but like the genre of either the game or the anime just isn't your vibe. Mm. But I uh, did a whole bunch of research on the characters, um, got some of their voice lines and their backstories. And mm. I just decided, okay, I'm going to cosplay them. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get you. I actually recently did that as well with Arcane Jinx because you know of the series and i fell in love with the whole character design and things 
And I was, I also tried League a couple of years ago and I was like, it's not for me. Yeah, this game's no. not for me. <laughs> I love Genshin Impact. That game is for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, who would you say are some of your favorite cosplayers that, you know, maybe you get inspiration from, you really enjoy their work? I don't know, maybe if you remember any of their handles or names or something. I know I'm very bad at remembering names, but anyways, oh, do you have anyone? <laughs> so my original inspiration to start cosplaying was Kimpatsu Cosplay. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Lover, lover. <laughs> I think... I think it was around the time that I started finding out about Star Guardian Jinx and them mm. um, that I saw like, oh, we have a South African cosplayer who is pretty dang good. Um, and I started looking at her posts and stuff and the work that she does is amazing. Oh, internet is unstable. Please don't be unstable. Okay. I'm still here. That's good. Um, yeah. So I saw her Instagram posts. Uh, so that I think she just started Patreon at that point. And it was like just seeing her cosplays and bringing the characters to life and then they look absolutely nothing like her and she just transforms into a completely different person i found it so inspiring and i still follow her to this day i've met her two or three times when she came down to fancon and ege for to as a guest for conventions um and yeah other than that Honestly, my inspiration is all my mutuals, all my like cosplay friends, because like no matter how big or small their accounts are or how long mm. they've been cosplaying, just like seeing their work and seeing like how happy it makes them, it it just it just inspires me to continue cosplaying because like you're not you're not just or you're mainly doing it for yourself because like you get to be this character that you really like and but but you also realize that you're doing it for other people as well because someone else might really love to see their character in real life or something and you're doing that you're 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 bringing that character to life for them and it's it's just such an amazing feeling <laughs> i think that also kind of ties in with my next question which was um what's something that you enjoy the most about cosplaying so uh as i mentioned earlier i'm an introvert so especially at with there's a whole bunch of people involved I get extremely shy <laughs> become like a turtle just trying to hide away find a corner and cosplaying a different character so say uh we take Nezuko from Demon Slayer or uh Zero Two from Darling in the Franks like they are not shy characters so if you are cosplaying as this character at a convention and people recognize you you kind of like climb into the character and act as they would and the people who are communicating with you, they don't see you as Nia or OMG someone actually, they see you as the character. So for that moment, like, I don't, I, I feel like I don't have to feel shy because I, I don't have to worry about doing something embarrassing because they're seeing me as the character. They're not seeing me as the shy little individual who just goes and studies plants and animals and during the week. Um, so it's, it's this feeling of being able to be someone else for a while. Uh, you can get to be this magical warrior princess or you can get to be this very cute little science uh bio alchemist who is lives in Mondstadt and it just it's like it's, it's a getaway and I also love seeing how um people react to those cosplays because like I mentioned um them seeing characters come to life it just it's the best feeling um this actually reminds me of something I wanted to ask you so um, it touches on something you mentioned earlier as well about like 
kind of makeup and character design and things was it something you were like always interested in or was this a skill you had to develop once you started you know falling in love and getting into cosplay because makeup is a big part of you know your whole character get up that you do um so my only experience with makeup prior to cosplay was when i was a little kid with modern dancing and that was not a very fun experience <laughs> um other than that i never really wore makeup for anything um i just liked going natural um and such but for cosplay i started experimenting um i have a whole drawer of makeup that i didn't have before starting cosplay <laughs> um but it definitely took some practice, um, a lot of trial and error. I still don't know what half of the things in my makeup are for. I just know I use them and sometimes they work. Um, and I also have a tendency to use uh, makeup products for what they're not supposed to be used for. Like this is all eyeshadow on my face. I use eyeshadow to color my eyebrows as well for different characters. So if it works, it works. Oh, no, <laughs> yes, definitely. I, <laughs> but I would definitely say that I have definitely grown a lot in the makeup department. I mm. know I used to do things with the pencil liner, like eyeliner. But last year during uh, lockdown, I started experimenting with liquid eyeliner. And I would say that I, I, am, I would give myself a pat on the back there. Uh, I have learned a lot in a very short span of time. And I am definitely still learning new things every day. <laughs> so many, yeah. Um, I actually started off with normal makeup, normal makeup mm. um, and a love for that. And then when I started doing the cosplay looks, it was different for me. Um, just the, the way you do your makeup, the way you use your makeup is very different. And like you also touched on, you know, you find yourself using products for things they weren't <laughs> intended for. Like even I do yeah. that, you know, um, being like a conventional makeup artist and makeup content creator, you know, I'm also using eyeshadow for like all sorts of other things <laughs> and yeah. like that type of stuff, you know, lipsticks. It's not just for mm. your lips anymore, <laughs> you know, um, but I think that's what makes it so fun or well to me, I find it so fun because it's not conventional and you get to be so much more creative than what you usually can be with your you know typical conventional makeup and it's so satisfying when you're done with a look and you're a completely different person a different character yeah. <laughs> it's amazing and makeup really I feel is a really big part it's one of my favorite parts of the whole cast thing makeup and recently the wigs Wigs mm -hmm. are a problem because I bought one <laughs> wig and now I don't know how I have 10 of them. It's like they just multiplied. Yeah. They multiplied, <laughs> but my bank account numbers also started going down mysteriously. Yeah. Hmm. For some mysterious reason, you know, it's just why? <laughs> oh, the yeah, wigs are addicting. Because most of my cosplays are stored in these very long flat tubs uh, mm. underneath my bed. And I used to have, I have four of them down there and one of them used to be purely for wigs. And up until like two years ago, there were maybe like eight wigs in there, maybe. Um, and then I, during lockdown, I, when my account started growing, I started meeting new people and they wanted to start supporting me. So I opened an Amazon wishlist and people started buying me stuff for cosplays. And then I would uh, like get, send them a fan sign of me in the cosplay as a way to say thank you for sponsoring it. 
And recently I had to upgrade my under the bed storage into one of those giant, I'm not sure how many liters it is, but it's Mm. a giant crate that I just Mm -mm. shoved into my closet. And that thing is full to the brim with wigs. I don't even want to count how many wigs there are right now. (laughs) And uh, what I wanted to touch upon with the makeup thing, you also, or just cosplay in general, is you learn so many things from so many communities and hobbies that you never thought you would have learned from before. So like with sewing, you learn like these mini skills that you can use outside of cosplay as well. You start learning jewelry if you want to make stuff. I learned painting or spray painting for this. Uh, You start learning wig styling and so many things. And also that also touches upon the makeup side is learning from drag queens. How to block out eyebrows using Brit and then using concealer to completely make your eyebrows disappear and then you draw new ones. it's you just learn from so many different people and it's 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 very fun yeah i get you you really tap into different communities um you know yeah and even you know the the stage yeah stage makeup which is similar to like the drag make drag makeup and things um very different to conventional makeup and what you usually see you know with your mainstream beauty if I could say but I think it makes it so much more fun you know so much more interesting um so next I'm going to speak about the exciting part so I'm going to start speaking about conventions um That's, that's always the highlight um and to the audience listening if you are unfamiliar with what i'm speaking about when i say conventions it's basically these huge events um they're usually in like these big city halls like sports center types of vibes really big areas like in your city and like the whole place will basically be filled with like stalls selling all sorts of like geek merchandise type of things and there's food and people are encouraged to dress up as their favorite characters sometimes there'll be gaming stations set up they'll maybe have some esports going um but you know for me and i'm sure for you as well the highlight is always the cosplay parades and the cosplay um competitions so I remember you you briefly touched on the first convention that you attended, but what was your experience like at your first convention? Very overwhelming. <laughs> uh, because prior to that moment, I didn't know that there were things like conventions. I just thought it would be this tiny get together in a very tiny hallway with maybe like one or two stalls, some people talking. And then I'm not even sure how many people showed up, but when we arrived the first day and the queue was just, forming a very big zigzag into the parking lot I was like this is this is bigger than I expected it to be and you're just so overwhelmed with like how you said all the merchandise and artist alleys and cosplays like you you never expect to see that many people and um conventions is also one of the places where new cosplayers are trying out cosplay for the first time because they know they will be surrounded by other cosplayers so you don't have to worry about being the odd one out because I can guarantee you, if you look down the hallway at the at that convention space, seven out of 10 people will be cosplaying. That is just purely how many people are in cosplay, whether it's just a wig, some people wear those dino suits, uh, others are in like full-blown armor with weapons and it's insane. <laughs> um, but yes, my first experience was very overwhelming. Uh, I was on a very like high adrenaline rush 
Um, and then, of course, post-con blues, when you arrive home and you realize it's done. Now you wait for the next one. <laughs> oh, I know that feeling. And, you know, it was so heartbreaking. When was it? I'd say end of 2019. That was kind of like, you know, the last conventions we kind of went to. And yeah. then 2020 with COVID, kind of into 2021 as well. Well, we're still kind of hectic lockdown the whole time. So I don't believe we've actually had any conventions taking place in South Africa. I see overseas, they're having their conventions, living their best <laughs> lives. And I'm like, oh. Um, but yeah, that was sad. But I'm really hoping that next year, you know, our conventions will be up and running again. I know I've already bought my tickets for Comic-Con Africa for next year in Joburg. <laughs> It'll be my first time attending Comic-Con Africa, actually, um, and a convention of that size. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm planning to go for four days, and I've already, like, started planning my cosplays already for all four days. <laughs> you have um, to start early yeah don't, start don't leave until last minute you're gonna regret it <laughs> and i think that's something a lot of people don't realize is how much time and effort it takes to to do a full cosplay and sometimes you'll get people commenting on videos like do this do that do this and i was like how how do you expect me to just whoop out yeah. a whole new are, are you gonna pay me for my time and the materials like <laughs> It's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive and it's time consuming, um, mm -hmm. which is why starting early is always such an advantage. But um, what was one of the most challenging cosplays that you did and how long did it take to prepare? The most challenging one by far was definitely Star Guardian Soraka. Don't know if you've ever seen her. She's got the heels. She's got horns. She's got ears. Her dress pattern. Uh, has or her her shirt part of her outfit has like two different colored panels but it's not it's not as simple as oh the panels just run downwards no the side panel runs at a diagonal and then goes down uh so i learned a whole bunch of stuff for that cosplay um including uh like how to make ears out of felt i had to learn wig styling for the first time because that was my first proper wig that i bought uh, I tried contacts for that cosplay and uh, some other things. I learned how to make patterns using glad wrap and buff tape. And then you draw the patterns on them, cut it out, and then you have a perfect uh, pattern that will fit to your body. I had to learn how to make that. I had to work with satin. Ooh. I will never make that mistake again. <laughs> it was a nightmare. I had to learn how to walk in high heels because I'm, prior to that point, I've never walked in high heels before. And of course I chose a character that has high heels. I just learned so many things with that cosplay. And biggest thing is you can't see it now because it's hidden over there, but uh, I had to make a weapon out of EVA foam and PVC pipe, uh, had to paint it. And it's not a small weapon. It's, it's pretty sizable. <laughs> So that was definitely uh, the like the cosplay that I learned the most in, um, and it was not only difficult to make it, but also difficult to navigate in. Which at that point uh, I can only blame on inexperience in cosplay. So I didn't know how to make cosplays more comfortable because mm. you see, okay, this looks <clears throat> the most accurate, so it has to be right, and I'll be able to walk in it for seven hours. No. Yeah. 
that's that's not how it works you have to think about ways how to make your cosplay not mm. only comfortable for you to wear but comfortable to wear at a convention space mm-hmm. where you're constantly walking around most likely won't have time to sit down and mm-hmm. it's going to be seven hours of wearing that cosplay so you have to mm. think about so many things and if you're just putting it on at home and trying and seeing if everything works together you're wearing it for maximum a half an hour yeah so that's not that's also not very uh, a very good judge to determine <laughs> if you're going to be able to wear it for six seven hours so I will definitely be looking at making my cosplays more comfortable for all convention spaces purely because of that cosplay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I totally get you. And it's also something that's part of the whole learning experience, you know, once you actually wear your cosplay out. Um, and I also had to learn that the hard way, you know, when you're <laughs> sitting at home, you're, you're calm, you're composed, you're just like mm-hmm. that, you know. And then when you're out and about, there's a whole lot of people around you. You're sitting, you're standing, lots of different movements. You're walking a lot. And then oh, your cosplay also needs to be like really durable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're, you're starting out, you're not experienced, you know, getting it to that durability is also, it's a challenge of its own. But hey, it's a fun learning process. <laughs> yeah (laughs) and how long did that cosplay take you to make did you work on it for like a whole year before the convention uh definitely not a whole year no because once again at that point you don't realize how good uh or how helpful planning is Uh, so i think i maybe spent like on and off working on it for three months before the Mm. convention and then of course the closer you get to the convention the more you start panicking and working more on it and I think we still had to finish something of that cosplay on the day of the convention before I got into the car. Um, so it, I've been working on it for a while, uh, but def- I, yeah, it wouldn't be solid three months of working just like on and off. If I have time, mm-hmm. I'll sit and like cut some foam pieces, glue them together, uh, make a pattern, cut some fabric. Um, but yeah, so about on and off three months. I actually have to make my first weapon for my Raiden Shogun cosplay. Oh. I need to make a engulfing lightning um, oh. <laughs> polar arm spear thing. And yeah. I'm so intimidated because <laughs> I need to buy a pattern now and then I need to buy EVA foam. And I'm like, where do I, where do I get this? And then I'm like, okay, now I need to cut this. Then I need to paint this. And I'm like, but I'm really excited. I'm really excited to start working on it and doing it for the first time, making this weapon. But I'm also overwhelmed, very mm. overwhelmed. Um, do you have like any tips or something that you would say to like a beginner cosplayer um, when you have these feelings, you're like, oh, I really want to do this. But, you know, there's always a but stopping a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> what do you do to kind of overcome that but (laughs) but (laughs) Um, first thing as I've mentioned a few times planning Mm. if you're trying to if it's only making something for uh, in time for a convention make sure you have enough time rather give yourself too much time to work on it Um, and when you actually start working on it make sure you're in a calm vibe if you are very tense you will make mistakes and you'll have to redo things And you don't want that because that's just going to make you more stressed than you are. So I usually make cosplays uh, when I'm either like watching YouTube videos or listening to music on Spotify. Um, 
So you have something going in the background. It's calm vibes. You're just sitting there. You're just casually working on a cosplay. Um, I know, for example, my sucrose years, I was watching uh, a playthrough of Life is Strange while making them. So I was sitting at my desk mm-hmm. working on the ears while <clears throat> the YouTube video was playing in the background. So try and get yourself in a zone like that uh, with, with planning, of course. So if you have an off day, just see, okay, uh, let's see if I can just make the pattern for this. Give yourself tiny, don't, don't give yourself too much things to do in one day in one sitting. Just start off simple. Okay, I have, a, I have a pattern. Let's see if I can draw it down. Let's see if I can cut the pieces of the foam. Let's see if I can do this. Um, it is definitely overwhelming at first. Uh, if it helps, uh, keep a notebook of things that you know you need to do. So for example, mm-hmm. with uh, Raiden's pole arm, say, okay, I need to make a pattern. I need to make sure that it's the right size. Uh, I need to cut a piece of PVA uh, pipe, uh, not PVA, uh, PVC pipe, make sure it's the right length. How does it look and according to my body? I need to cut the foam, need to glue the foam, need to prime it somehow, need to paint. So write down all those steps and then you try like make sure you give yourself enough time to work on it and not rush it because you're gonna regret it later. Um, <laughs> if it's just with starting cosplay in general uh, and having the fear of, oh no, I won't be good enough. Uh, it won't look good. <laughs> just start off simple. A lot of people think, oh, you have to make, because they go to conventions and they see these cosplayers on Instagram with these very big, elaborate and detailed cosplays. You don't have to start there. Find a very simple anime character, uh, video game character that doesn't have too many details and just try and see if you can find stuff at home. You don't need to start off with wigs. You don't need to start off with contact lenses. You don't need all those super fancy, expensive things. Just try it at home. See if you like it. And then... You build from there. You start experimenting with things like makeup. You start seeing, okay, I have the budget to try contact lenses. Can I try those? Could I maybe buy a wig and see if that works? So it definitely, you don't get all the knowledge overnight. I myself have been cosplaying for five years. I'm still learning a lot to this day. Uh, So just start off small. You can always build and grow more from there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great and that's really important because like a big thing is always feeling overwhelmed or kind of you know um scared when you start off um but yes I'm sure that advice will definitely help <laughs> a lot of people you know wanting to get into cosplay um and you know in South Africa I feel like the whole kind of being scared intimidated thing might actually be an issue because it can be a little bit difficult to find that cosplay community in South Africa I feel because um, I always find there's a lot I don't know if you also experience this but when there's like an audience member that finds a South African cosplayer there they're kind of shocked you know like with these cosplayers in South Africa especially when they see the cosplayers who like wear the wigs and the contact like the full you know they're like what yeah. you guys are here um, you have to be black there's, there's no way this is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I it, you know but I think over the years it's been getting better 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 i'd say anime in south africa as well has been getting more popular so i think cosplay is slowly but surely picking up a little bit um but i think there is still a way to go you know still a little little way to go with it um next i actually wanted to ask you know about um 
like with cosplay competitions, I know it can be quite okay for me whenever I, I look or think about cosplay competitions at conventions I always feel so overwhelmed by them because I feel like there's such strict rules and regulations that go along with it um and a bit intimidated because when you see the people who are competing <laughs> wow oh they come with the most elaborate things and it's yeah. so amazing but have you ever um have you ever competed in any cosplay competitions at a convention and if so what was your experience like so i have uh, star guardian soraka that i mentioned earlier mm. i entered her into a beginner competition and i think i placed in the top 10 there and then the year after I entered as you know Gasai from Future Diary and I in the intermediate construction competition and I placed second overall so um, a lot of the, the cosmic competitions are very uh, overwhelming if you just look at the rules and look at all the other people participating so what is definitely the most important thing if you're like considering to partake in the competitions yourself is look at what type of competition it is because you get a whole bunch of types. Uh, I'm not, not sure about uh, the conventions uh, up in PE, Johannesburg, there around. But I know in the Cape Town conventions, there is usually either a construction competition where they look at how you made the cosplay. Mm. Then you get your skit competitions, which is purely on stage. How, um, how well can you get into the character? Um, and then there's just casual masquerades where you just go onto stage, you pose, people clap hands, and that's just that's just for fun. You just show off your cosplay there. Mm. Um, so it's very important to see what kind of competition you are doing, and then also read the rules because I know with regards to construction, there's a uh, depending on the level that you're entering, there's a specific percentage that needs to be self-made. Yes, yes. So you don't have to be intimidated. I, th I think for beginner, it's around 65% that needs to mm. be self-made. Um, so you don't have to feel intimidated and think, oh no, I'm really bad at prop work. I can't, make, I can't make this prop for this cosplay and I really want to commission someone. You are more than welcome to do that. Just when you do judging, tell the judge, I didn't make the prop and they won't judge on that. They will only be judging you based on what you made. So, um, but that being said, while looking at other con uh, contestants, don't compare yourself to them uh, because there will always be the very big elaborate armor cosplays with weapons and you just feel intimidated just looking at them thinking like, oh no, I just have a black dress with a katana and a pink wig. There's, there's, there's no way this is going to win. Um, but what's important with competitions, cosplay competitions specifically, is they don't uh, rank you or score you according to everyone else. They look at you and say okay what did you do what did you learn by through making this cosplay so with you know i would say i learned how to work with uh, perspex uh, i improved my wig styling because i actually tried to cut the wig for the first time um and they they look at what you have learned and how you approached making the cosplay um so a lot of people will just look at the stage presentations themselves only that you don't see the behind the scenes prejudging so the judges will look at your cosplay and see what, because in the uh, pre-judging session, you will tell and explain how you made everything. So they will look at that and see how much you learned, how, what kind of techniques you used. Um, and then according to that, they will give you a score. And then the overall score will just be 
placed in a ranking list, but you are at no point being compared to other cosplayers. Because yeah. if you look at all the variety that you can have in cosplays, mm -hmm. there's just no way. Mm. There's no way that you can c compare this very big armor and very bulky from this very violent video game. There's no way mm. you can compare that to an Animal Crossing character. Yeah. Because the, the detail difference is very big, but it's important how you went about making that cosplay and the techniques you used. Um, so I feel like a whole bunch of audience members usually miss that part of cosplay. Because um, I know I personally uh, got a whole bunch of backlash for placing second um, due to it being such a simple cosplay, but how is there's there's no way um, and a whole bunch of other amazing armor builds that didn't place and we'll, we'll never know because they were scoring me based on what I did uh, and that's just how it went out, but uh, how the competitions go is don't compare yourself to other people because everyone's unique in their own way. You cosplay how you do, they cosplay how they do. It's um, a very complicated place to be in, um, but it's also extremely fun. Uh, I remember when I cosplayed, you know, at FanCon, I freaked out one of the judges, Yamaki, because at some point I just sat on the floor with that, like, uh, creepy face that she does mm -mm. Uh, and Yamaki just completely freaked out and afterwards also told me that and I was like I'm sorry <laughs> oh you know it's part of the character um, but yeah so there's that the construction building works like that uh, the skit itself how well are you in character can you uh, mimic their body movement if they're a very elegant character can you see it in your body movements or if they're very shy like you hide away and not really say anything <laughs> um so they look at that. How do you um, portray the character? Um, so there's a whole bunch of stuff going into cosplay competitions and the rules are very overwhelming, mm -hmm. uh, but I would definitely recommend if you are a cosplayer yourself and are interested in joining the cosplay competitions, I would highly recommend it. There is always a beginner level cosplay uh, competition. Um, <clears throat> they're usually the most chill. It's just an introduction to the competitions themselves. Otherwise, there are also the cosplay masquerades, uh, which you have mentioned earlier, uh, which, which you just purely show your cosplay. You just walk onto stage, strike a pose, people clap hands and take photos, and then you're done. And then if you like that, you can go over to competitions if you decide to make things. Um, Yes, that was a very long <laughs> response. <there. laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. And I was just captivated and listening because that is so interesting to me. And I myself even learned so much just from listening to that. I'm sure any of the audience members who are also interested in maybe stepping up to that point of participating in competitions can just learn so much you know from what you've said because you know I also I don't really know about like the categories and that type of things and mm. I never really knew anything about how the judging went to work but now I have a little bit of a better idea of the structure that's actually involved with these competitions um, and it does take off you know a bit of that overwhelming feeling personally I've like participated in like the cosplay masquerades 
um, mm. where you know you can just walk on stage and they'll like play the music for whatever like character thing in the background yeah. and you just like kind of get into character but and then there's people yeah taking the photos and the clapping and things and then you go off and <laughs> it's a very fun experience I that's all that yeah. I did I was like I enjoy that um, I never actually took part in any of the the, the, the competitions um uh, unfortunately i was only ever able to cosplay at two conventions and then covid happened now for the past two years but mm. who knows maybe i would have gotten into cosplay <laughs> again maybe i would have improved and things but um there's always the future it's <laughs> always the future um, one thing you could one thing you could definitely do and i start doing it as well especially since like, like we haven't had conventions for almost uh two years now a year i'm not sure it feels so long um is i've started going out in public in cosplay mm. so i would uh, realize that oh i have to go do some shopping at a mall and then i'll go with my friends and then i'm like okay let's dress up um and that also helps uh introducing people and letting them know that cosplays exist in south africa we're we're here <laughs> oh that um, is so, had so many cool people I've had so many people come up to me. Um, yeah. I remember one of them that I remember now uh, first was um, when we went to Tiger Valley at some point. I was dressed up as Zero Two and this girl approached me and she was like, I, um, the character you're cosplaying is my boyfriend's waifu, so I have to take a photo of you to make him jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and you just start uh... talking about cosplay and just, it's it's um, like that whole convention experience all over again. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I would go to a, a public space by myself and cosplay, uh, but if you're going with like a friend or two and like everyone's dressed up, it's mm -mm. you like you get that adrenaline rush. You just don't worry because it's not that weird. Yeah, <laughs> you're the one making it weird. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, um, recently they've started showing more anime movies you know in south mm -hmm. africa in cinemas yeah <laughs> which is amazing um have you ever cosplayed and gone to the cinema for any of the screenings yes uh i went to the demon slayer one as yeah. tanjiro in my tanjiro cosplay i went to the my hero movie in my frappy cosplay mm. and now uh on saturday i'm going to the sao movie in my mm. asuna cosplay yes so, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. And is, okay, well, you're in Cape Town, so Cape Town's bigger. There's more things happening there. It's so quiet here. Like, we don't see any of the cosplayers doing anything. If I had to rock up there, I'd totally be the only one. But but, but why not? Maybe I should brave take, it out. Take the spotlight. It would be cool. It would be cool. Oh, <laughs> me? Oh, I wonder if they sh if they show jujitsu kaisen maybe I'll, I'll think about doing a cosplay there because unfortunately for sword art online I, I don't have anything prepared for like any of the characters or stuff yeah they have a um, bit of it's a bit intricate designs. yeah with the outfits and yeah. things but with um jujitsu kaisen i don't have any of the proper proper outfits but it's quite simplistic you could put yeah. together like an actual like outfit type of thing but um yeah I actually wish they, they would have showed Belle in cinemas in South Africa. Same. It would have been amazing because the quality of that movie was just fantastic. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you know. like looking at uh, like social media and how yeah. quiet it's surprisingly been regarding yeah. Belle, I, I kind of get why they didn't add it, but I feel like it would have been such a good thing to like you know? not just show the mainstream. The mainstream. Like, go towards mm. one of the movies as well. Um, 
but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe you know hopefully hopefully we get to that point mm. in south africa where they can show um yeah some of the, the the like you said the non-mainstream movies now and then anime movies now and then um like even if it's just like for a one-night show mm. or something and just get a whole bunch of people to go watch yeah um just just something <laughs> something yeah, would be cool but yeah it's still it's great that it, we're at least getting some screenings yeah and i just mm. promise for the future <laughs> yeah that's why i always make sure to go and support whatever movies and cinema and even yeah. if i'm not like the biggest fan of the franchise or whatever i will go and watch it or go behind just like i have no Can idea you? what's going on <laughs> that was me with the Meyer academia movie i had to watch the whole of the latest season i'm not sure if it was season yeah five. I had to watch the whole thing before I had to go watch the movie. <laughs> and I actually put it off for a week. I was like, oh, I can't go this week. I need to go next week because I'm not caught up with yeah. the anime as yet. Then I went the yeah. following week once I caught up. But it was great once I actually got to cinema and yeah. watched the movie. Great experience as well. But I'd say so far, Demon Slayer was also my favorite experience watching that movie in cinemas. <laughs> and it was the first time I ever watched an anime movie in cinemas myself. And oh nice yeah. <laughs> the movie itself was great as well so that was really fun um but i just wish more people cosplayed when they went to watch yeah. the movie because i would have totally did it i i wore these earrings that kind of reminded me of tanjiro they're like you know mm. those they're like they drop down and they got the the rectangle yeah. pattern kind of mm. wore that um just like <laughs> but it wasn't like a cosplay cosplay yeah. it's like you know something <laughs> yeah <laughs> something um oh next i wanted to ask about um have you ever faced any challenges when it comes to being a cosplayer cosplaying content creator whether it be in person or even online and how have you overcome you know any problems so uh as i mentioned earlier um my account only really started growing uh, during lockdown because a whole bunch of people were stuck to social media with their only sort of in, uh, only source of information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if I look at my TikTok account alone, I think I was at around 20,000 followers at the beginning of lockdown. Mm-hmm. And now we're sitting at 220. So my account just exploded during lockdown and i'm very grateful for that because i've received a whole lot of support from uh, people who are interested in cosplaying um and just watching cosplay content so i don't feel like i've really experienced any issues at conventions themselves because of that reason um as i wasn't as big a content creator at that point um like we'll have to see like after comic-con africa and check it and see if something changed (laughs) um but on the online basis, uh, I think the hottest thing, and it's, I'm assuming it's, or not assuming, like I know it, it's the same with a lot of other uh, categories of content creating as well, but uh, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, with a whole bunch of other categories and uh, content creating as well, that constant need to put out new content and how oh, have yes. new stuff there. Mm-hmm. So when I sit and create content, uh, I'll get into cosplay, I'll film somewhere between 30 and 50 videos, I'll save them in my drops, I'll take photos to upload to Instagram at some point. Per and cosplay look! Just... Huh? Per cosplay look! Like 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh my, <laughs> wow, wow. I'm shook. I'm yeah, shook. I sit and film for three wow. hours when I get into cosplay. <laughs> 
that wow <laughs> wow i'm blown and yeah i am thinking i'm doing too much by doing like six videos oh, you can never do too much you can never do too much with cosplay <laughs> and how do you um, space so it yeah, out so i would yeah so i uh, originally uh, posted three videos a day Mm. Um, and I typically post in rows of three, so it'd be three mm. videos of Fel, three videos of Tanjiro, three videos of Nezuko, and then mm -hmm. cycle through them eventually. Yeah. Um, but I realized that I, when university and classes started again, mm. I realized that I couldn't keep up um, with creating content and then posting three videos a day. Mm. So I went to only posting one a day, but keeping my rows of three. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> how that would go is I have a list of cosplays that I have content of saved in my drafts. And I'll start with the first one. I'll post the three videos and then I go over to the next one. And when I get to the end of the list, I just mm -hmm. cycle from the beginning and just go through that until I run out of uh, uh, content for a specific character and then yeah. remove them from the list. Um, so on the one side, like uh, I constantly have content that's going out, but some people see the same character and they're like, oh, but you've already like, done this cause they already posted videos. Like we want to see new stuff. Um, and especially if they're not within the cosplay community themselves, they might not know how expensive it is, especially during lockdown times uh, when everyone's a little bit tight on money. Um, but like I've mentioned, I've have a whole bunch of amazing supporters who have actually sponsored some of my cosplays and then I make sure to thank them properly for that mm. by giving them photos and stuff uh, that is purely for them. Um, and that, was, that is one of the issues with people constantly wanting new stuff and on the other side, if they see, if people see how big your portfolio is with characters you've done, you'll start getting people saying like, oh, but you can cosplay Hinata from Naruto. And I'll be like, I'm sorry, I haven't seen Naruto yet, so I don't feel comfortable cosplaying the character. And then next day, oh, but you should cosplay Hinata. Like, you can just quickly watch Naruto. Like, I don't, I don't it's have time to do that. Not how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so you get a whole bunch of that with people who aren't necessarily as familiar with how it works in the cosplay scene um, and how much effort and time it takes to not only like get into cosplay and getting the wigs and the outfits and the makeup ready, but also time it takes to film content, to edit that content, um, and also to watch the, the sources where they come from. Like yeah. Naruto is how many episodes? Yeah. There's no, like it's going to take me months to watch that with my current schedule. Um, so there are unfortunately people like that who don't completely understand what's going on, but it's okay. I try to um, reply in the best way possible. And they're like, hey, I just don't have the time to do that right now. Or, hey, mm -hmm. this show isn't really something that, that I'm interested in. It's not really my genre. Um, or just characters in general be like, hey, I don't really like this character <laughs> as much, so I wouldn't consider cosplaying them. <clears throat> um, so I have had some... Um, cases where I could resolve the issue before it became a big issue and um, another one that recently became an issue on social media is uh, the fact that my Instagram account got uh, not well it some someone stole my photos and created a new account oh no um, and that's still something that I've been dealing with for the past mm. week um, they unfortunately blocked me so I can't see <gasps> the account um, like yeah. people notified me of it and I'm very grateful for that I think it was on a Tuesday afternoon or something like in the span mm. of five minutes I got 10 messages from people saying like hey this account started following me I don't think this is you mm -hmm. um, 
we luckily got because they were promoting my apparent only fans account which i don't have because that's oh, not man. the kind of content i create that's been happening to content creators as well even like yeah. within view and they'll take like the revealing pictures or like you know uh, not I even revealing but yeah they'll they'll <laughs> twist it they'll twist it yeah. and do that it's happened to a friend of mine as well it's absolutely terrible yeah. but you know, I really like hope, we got yeah. the, we got the website down so yeah. that is because that was doing the most damage but now yeah. we're just sitting and I'm asking people like hey can you just report, report this account, please it's not me um so hopefully we get a response from instagram okay. but yeah. at this point the worst of it's done mm. the website is down that was the that worst was the yeah yeah so there are unfortunately uh experiences like that and as a content creator people think that they can sometimes step over you that you are somehow not human um so mm. people are like like you forget that there is a person underneath what you are seeing you're not just constantly creating content you have a life outside of your uh, social medias you have stuff that you need to do deadlines um, and what you're doing is just a hobby essentially some people might get paid for it but others just we just do it for fun um but yeah that was also a very long response <laughs> no it's perfect it's perfect because we're getting to know you and these are issues that i i know i can relate to as a creator as well but i think it's also good for the audience who even aren't creators just to be aware mm. of the things that we have to face you know and the things that we feel um because people i don't know they dehumanize is that the word dehumanize us like as if we don't have these feelings as if we can just yeah. do like whatever we whenever. just don't show them you know but we show we you what show them. Yeah, we show you what yeah. we want to show you we show you just a part of our life um yeah but you know we yeah. can't show everything type of thing um so yeah oh you you also said that you grew quite rapidly um you know during the span of lockdown and stuff um have you been able to if i could say um monetize your content because you do have quite a big um tiktok following or is that something that you would be interested in in the future uh so i started um or i i do frequently live stream the on on mm. tiktok Um I haven't been able to do it recently because of university exams but I'm hoping to get back into it uh when the holidays fully start kicking in. Um so I used to do live streams once a week usually on a Saturday uh when I would get into cosplay so I would get do a morning stream where I get into my makeup and wig and everything uh then I would be offline for 3 hours or so where I create content and take photos and everything and then I would usually do an after stream um where I'm just sitting in the cosplay and talking to people and engaging with uh, my followers. So, uh luckily I have uh, some amazing people in my community. Um I've made some amazing friends and some of them who have volunteered to uh monitor or moderate my streams for me. Um so I can also do it myself, but some days, you know, there's just a lot of people in a live stream and you just can't look at everything. and i can always rely on them to make sure that there's nothing too iffy going on um and also uh, tiktok luckily has a filtering um function with regards to comments and also live stream comments now so i can put in specific filter words that will first have to be reviewed by myself uh before they are allowed to be visual on the videos themselves um so that has definitely helped a lot 
Um, there are, of course, people who try and slip through the cracks and like share some very dodgy websites and stuff, but <laughs> you eventually start learning how to uh, try and filter them and yeah. uh, not potentially introduce your followers to some damaging content uh, or damaging websites. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it, I think. <laughs> And then one of the last things I want to ask is, do you have any future cause plans, as they would call it, planned, you know, for the near future that you would be okay sharing with us? And also, where can we follow you? Where can we keep up with your content? Um, yeah, anything you want us to know about? Okay, so my main uh, platform is, of course, TikTok. I do also post photos on Instagram, uh, and I also have a YouTube channel, but that is more, not, not as uh, frequently visited. So both my TikTok and my Instagram account have the exact same handle, o.m.g underscore someone underscore actually. Um, both of the same user, uh, um, yeah, same username. Um, I mostly post uh, cosplay videos. I do occasionally post some other out of cosplay stuff, but it's in the minority. <laughs> um, and as for future cos plans, uh, I am uh, working on Hu Tao and Lumine from Genshin Impact. I have wigs for those two characters. I recently did Sucrose. Um, and other than that, I also have a whole bunch of cosplays that I'm busy altering or making um, and hoping to get content out soon. So like I mentioned, I am uh, finally finalizing my White Knight Asuna for the movie. Uh, I am also working on Raftalia behind the scenes. I have a whole bunch of <laughs> cosplays that are currently on hold, such as Fantasy Bakugo that I've been working on for two years now, uh, Hiro Uraraka. Um, both from my hero. So there's just a whole bunch of characters that I still want to do and have the wigs or the outfits, but they're just not completely done yet. Um, but yeah, I have a whole bunch of uh, new characters. I try and bring out uh, new content every once in a while. Um, like I mentioned, I try to live stream every Saturday if my university classes and such allow it. And I'm hoping to get back to that schedule soon. Um, yeah and that's about it <laughs> that is awesome guys so please do make sure that you follow nia on her socials because there is quite a bit that is happening um and now i'm going to switch things up a bit and i'm going to ask you a series of rapid fire questions so these are like really short <laughs> really random questions and i want you to answer as quick as possible um don't think about it too long just say whatever okay. comes at the top of your head <laughs> okay okay hopefully the interview doesn't cut out now <laughs> so okay okay what is the last series that you watched like anything Boku no Hero academia okay um, yeah <laughs> um marvel or dc neither oh okay. i am not a very big fan yeah. of my well my sister's the marvel one but mm. I just haven't uh, watched mm. them. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite breakfast? Oh, no. <laughs> That's random. Toast. Okay. Toast. okay. Just, just plain toast. Toast. <laughs> um, which Hogwarts house do you belong to? Hufflepuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
what is your biggest pet peeve oh when people are late when people um, are just not on time <laughs> okay which is why i was so nervous about the wi-fi cutting off because then i'm late I'm oh shame it <laughs> don't worry that's not my pet peeve though so it's fine my pet peeve is the sound of people chewing oh no no <laughs> i can't i cannot <laughs> so with that we have come to an end of today's episode of Spotlight and Nia, thank you so much for taking your time and joining me here today. I had such a fun conversation with you and it was so insightful hearing more about cosplaying, cosplay content, um, especially in the South African scene. And thank you to everyone that tuned in to today's episode. And I will be back with another episode shortly.